and welcome to episode 5 of the Wrong Town Podcast, the long-awaited episode 5. It's been a while, we've been we've been dark for a while, we've been underground for most of 2016, but we're back now for an amount of time, um, and today we're going to be talking a little bit about the games we played in 2016, and also a little bit what we're looking forward to in 2017. My name is Riley, and I'm joined as always by Claw. Hello Claw. Oh hi! How are you? Oh, I'm just absolutely divine, simply divine. You sound simply divine. You sound like you've slept a lot. You feel really well rested. Oh yeah, and, I mean, energized. Yeah, I've I've actually not slept in days. I can't even remember the last time I slept. You know, the, I'm just I'm very busy at the moment. But I couldn't <laughs> stay away from the podcast. I thought it was important that I was here to that's good. Do whatever this is. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, so I guess to address the elephant in the room, even though it's super boring, we're not going to go into too much detail we've been very very busy in 2016 and making videos for fun on youtube has sort of become less of a priority for us um, but... <laughs> what you're gonna say it's become less fun <laughs> which is also true oh it, it's a sliding scale mate honestly <laughs> um, but we we are we're we're against all the odds we're here we're not in the same place um, we're actually recording remotely today so if today's podcast sounds a little bit ropey and we sound like we're talking over each other more than usual it's pretty much because we're not in the same place we're working on a new sort of technical setup to make this easier again i won't bore you with the details but yeah we're hoping if this all works out that we can start doing this stuff a little bit more regularly i suppose is that fair yeah i mean that's the hope because i mean like it, it's nice to speak to you again since we don't we don't really speak anymore we haven't spoken since the last podcast so well this... i i actually i actually deleted your number from my phone so <laughs> i hadn't been able to contact you for some time and yeah, that was intentional naturally. it wasn't an accident yeah, yeah of course see when you went off the rails and, and went through that phase of doing those uh rainbow six videos by yourself you know your sort of solo career that's when, that's yeah. when you lost me. That's I mean, I was me. I wasn't a pleasant person to be around then. I just like <laughs> you know, I did a, I did a lot of things I'm not proud of. I owe a lot uh, of people apologies, but I also stand by every decision I made and screw those people who we've we've come out the other side of it stronger. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, without any further ado, let's launch into the games we played in 2016. We'll go game for game, so no particular structure. Uh, you talk about a game you want to talk about, Claw, that you played this year in 2016, and then I'll take over and we'll keep going until we run out of games and then we'll have a wee chat about 2017 so what's the first game you want to talk about that you played in the calendar year of 2016 well um the first game i mean if you want to go chronological uh, i actually don't know but uh, <laughs> one game i played and it feels like i played a long time ago so let's say early 2016 was everyone's gone to the rapture which you may have heard of. So this this is the follow up to one of our favorite games of all time. Or not 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 the follow up, right? But the sort of the next game from the same developer, the the Chinese Room. If I got that right, or is it a different different company? <laughs> Who cares, really? <laughs> What's it the was... one in the house? Because I I've played Gone one. Home. I thought, oh, I was thinking, right? Okay. Did they make okay. that? I've, I've see. I've no, 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 else. no, 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 no. So Gone Home, although it's similar, is not made by the same people. But Everyone's Gone to the Rapture is made by the same people. Yeah, well, that, that's what I thought. I don't know who made Gone Home, but I thought it was different. Well, I haven't played Everyone's Gone to the Rapture, so... Well, I haven't played Gone Home, so... <laughs> I'll, I'll ask you the obvious question. Is it super boring like the Arrestor was? Here's the thing. You could ask me a lot of questions about Everyone's Gone to the Rapture. You could say, is it super pretentious? And I would say yes. Uh, and you could say, is it super boring? And I'm, I, I probably would say yes. And you could say, is it like um, the Arrestor was? And I'd say yes, but at the same time, it's actually weirdly different, and I thought it was really good. 
Oh, careful now. Careful. Yeah, I know. It's, it's hard to even say that, but like it was incredibly, incredibly pretentious and everyone's going to, you know, I, I can see the, I can feel the comments coming out now. It's just like, <laughs> oh, you're just overusing that word pretentious. Everything's pretentious just because you don't understand it. No, what I mean is like, it was just over the top and dramatic and it was just like, it was just, it was just kind of silly. And it was like a lot of the time it felt like that. It felt like there was no real meaning, but they were trying to force it. But what was weird about it was it was actually genuinely interesting. So like I actually wanted to find out. I won't go too much into the story because anyone who hasn't played it and still like they should, it's really good. But I'm not I'm not going to play it. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a story. There's there, there's a solid story and everyone's gone to the rapture and they make you kind of find it out at a very slow pace and that can be frustrating. But I really did want to keep going. Like there was never a point in that game where I wanted to stop. Like it's it's a weird kind of sci-fi. I mean, it is sci-fi. I can't think of another way to describe it other than sci-fi. But it's it's it was for me. It was far more interesting than Dear Esther. Like Dear Esther was kind of like a weird nothing. <laughs> it was like it was a bit like a museum, right? With audio clips. That that's what I thought about Dear Esther. A very pretty yeah. museum with nice. Well, music. I would say, I would say that. Uh, everyone's gone to the rapture is a much better museum that actually has a point okay okay well that's no that's that's fine i'm on board with that idea and there were some bits of it that from uh from a creative you know stylistic point of view where i'm gonna get all well like i just thought it was like a it was like a beautiful game like there was moments in it where i was just like oh that's spectacular like it, it was the kind wow. of game where i had to like pause it and screenshot things because i was like that's just incredible like i i recommend it I, I played it on ps4 i didn't play it on pc so I, I you know i don't know maybe the pc experience is a little bit different graphics wise and such but i was very pleased the only negative i can really say about it is that you only ever are allowed to like walk at the game's pace you can build up momentum like which is weird but like it's sometimes it's tedious you know when it makes you walk down a path and you know it's going to take you 15 minutes to do it that could that could be a little bit harsh but yeah but it always rewards you with something cool and it was like it was a nice mix there was bits that were actually kind of unsettling and horror like and then there was like a lot of kind of drama and then there was science fiction it was it was good i recommend it it was good but ultimately and i'm not saying this disparagingly just this is more for people who haven't played and don't know what it is it is one of those walking simulators right it, it is a walking like a simulator term, but right okay it's, it's a 100 percent a walking simulator like there's there's no other way to describe it but i would say it's the best one i've ever played for sure and, and, and it wasn't, you know, it, I would never play it again, but at the same time, I'm really glad I did play it. And I, if someone asked me, should they play it? I'd say, absolutely. It's, it's good. It's really good. I'm torn because like, I feel like you might just be suckering me in here. No, it's good. I'm not, I'm not, uh, it's good. It's, <laughs> it's not top 10. I'm not going to be like, oh my God, it was like out of this world and no one's ever done anything like it. Although I'm not sure anyone really has, but it's. It's really good. It's it's not like Dear Esther. I'm semi sold on that actually. Just just from your description. And the story's cool. It's like it's weird. It's like you don't really know what's going on, but you want to know more. I, I thought it was great. And not all of the drama was like because I said it was like really pretentious and they were trying to make it deeper than it was. But some of the drama is good. Like some of the character stories that are going on as you explore around this little town. Like it was it was interesting. Like I like I say, I never wanted to stop playing it, and that's a pretty good statement i think did you buy it or was it on one of the psn sales um i actually i can't remember to be honest i i think i got it with ps plus but i don't know i might have bought it because i really wanted to play it like it like i, I wanted to experience it 
and I did. I experienced it to the max. Oh, fair enough. And it took ages. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, in that case, like, I really do recommend that you try Gone Home, which I was going to touch on, but I don't have an awful lot to say about it. It's sort of like... it's Maybe it's unfair to put them in the same category. They, they are the same sort of walk-around-and-listen thing, you know, these kind of... Yeah, very Museums. nicely realized worlds that don't have any people in them. You know, you're just, you're basically the lone character. Um, there's some interesting things about Gone Home, and it's got a kind of nice underlying story to it. And the thing I think I like the most about it is you can sort of you sort of interact with the world. There's there's an element of of puzzle solving which I don't think you get in the in either of the Chinese room games. Mm-hmm. There's definitely no puzzles to solve that I can remember. In a... I think you should try it. Yeah, I I think it's on my list. I. I'm not sure why I've not played Gone Home. I think it's like, we've talked about it before in other games and other podcasts probably. I have this like aversion to things that are really popular. <laughs> and like Gone Home exploded at one point, didn't it? It was like, it was just all everybody was talking about. Yeah. And I think that I may have just like subconsciously avoided it for that reason, but it's on my list. I feel like, how can I play Dear Esther and everyone's gone to the rapture, but not Gone Home? I've got to play it. It was also, if you've been keeping up with your PSN sales, Gone Home was in that. It was one of the, one of the free games a couple of months ago. Oh my that's, god! That's, if I, if that's I, how I got it, and that's if how I missed I out on it for free. I'll be so raging. You might have done. <laughs> I, and here, here's the thing: like, I'm not sure I would have been happy with my investment had I paid. Like, I'm not sure what the full retail is. Let's say that's it's like a tenner or something. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, like, it's 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 not my kind of thing. You know, it's, it never will be my kind of thing. It was a nice. It was a nice aside to some of the other things I was playing at the time. It was nice to kind of use it to take my mind off other games, which I'll get to later, which are perhaps a little bit more intense. You know, it was a nice yeah. chill out game. So you know, yeah. gone home. I don't mean to de- I, I don't mean to derail your your uh, rapture chat. No, it is. Gone it's right. I, but I gone home quite, is also good. I think it's quite nice that we uh, both played a walking simulator, two different ones, and now we get to compare notes and swap. I mean, in the next podcast, we can each talk about the other ones. <laughs> Uh, we'll see. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll, I'll uh, unless you have anything more about uh, Rapture, I'll, I'll I'll take it from here. Oh no, nothing more about Rapture. Okay, good, 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 good. Nice and short. Let's just let's hammer through them. There's been lots of games this year. There's been tons and tons of games yeah, this year. Yeah, I, I already said. I think I've already talked too much about that one. And I said I was going to be brief. <laughs> yeah, because like probably when I, I'll probably have more to say about the games I haven't had time to play yet than the ones I actually have because I've got a big list and it's getting bad now. It's coming to the. It's it's approaching the festive season and there's lots of sales and it's not like brand new games for a tenner but it's like brand new games for maybe thirty thirty five pounds and it's just enough to make me think oh I could go Titanfall I could go yeah. Watch Dogs but if I buy them all then I won't be able to buy any Christmas presents yeah or food which is becoming a real issue <laughs> food also yes yeah so I'll be unpopular and hungry yeah um, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna take it I'm gonna take it in a different direction. Maybe actually maybe not as much of a stark contrast. I'm gonna I'm gonna skip a couple things in my list. And I'm gonna talk about a game which I played and I really, really enjoyed. And I'm against the grain here, um, as far as the internet is concerned. Um but I like No Man's Sky. Oh. And that's a controversial opinion, but I, I haven't played it, no but Man's I know Sky. it's a controversial opinion just from everything I've read. <laughs> but so look. <laughs> Defense mode. (laughs) It's true. I'm going to come off as such an apologist here. I will not be an apologist for the fact that they told lies about what the game was going to include. Yeah, it certainly seems that way. That was obviously wrong. Like, there's no defending that. 
that was wrong. That was very stupid. I'm sure this tiny little team was under all sorts of pressure and like big boy Sony like knocking at the door asking for hype. And they, they relented to it and it's it came back to bite them. But I don't really want to focus on the hype. I want to focus on what the game was when it was first released or rather maybe a couple of days after it was first released because <laughs> my, my PlayStation 4 broke. Um, around maybe a couple of months before No Man's Sky was due to come out. I thought you were going to say after it came out. I was like, is that a coincidence? No. Is that a coincidence? No, well, I, I, I couldn't afford to get uh, to get it repaired at the time. So I basically just shelved it. I thought, I'll get this fixed later. I've got a, a reasonable gaming PC. So I thought, I'll get it on PC. That'll be fun. I'll sit upstairs in my office chair and I'll explore the galaxy. That'll be, that'll be awesome. It was a hilariously broken mess when it came out on PC. I mean, it was, it was actually stunning how it, was ever out the door in that state. It was appalling. The frame rate was all over the place. And I, I don't even mean like it was 30 FPS because I'm not one of those guys. I just mean it was like very inconsistent and it was hitching yeah. and it was very difficult to play. Yeah, like you just see it ramping up and down kind of thing. Exactly. And it was very jarring. Um, and to sort of get around that in the really early days, you had to like change some configuration settings and uh, play it in windowed mode and stuff like that. You could sort of cheat your way into getting a relatively consistent um experience I suppose but ignoring all of that when I got to play it I thought it was excellent I thought that the the, there's obviously going to be people who went in thinking like they, they, they got the game day one started playing and suddenly it dawned upon them there's no one else here like there's no multiplayer there's no you know death matches there's no people flying around in spaceships and they were gutted about that. Yeah, there's no people, right? Because that was one of the biggest things people were talking about is you couldn't, there was no one else because they were like, it's an infinite world full of like planets and people, but there's no people. Like you're just on your own. Like there's no other players in it. I was absolutely over the moon when I found out there was no multiplayer <laughs> in that game because it would have turned out to be an infinite universe full of bastards. <laughs> and yeah, I would yeah, rather just explore that place on my own. And like, but the thing is the game, the game is sort of like, so much of it is about the atmosphere. So, like, you're wandering around this planet. The, 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 the landscape is all sort of bright colors, and every planet sort of has a, a, a color scheme. So every now and then you'll land on one with, like, this red sky, and there'll be sort of deep blue hills and little weird green creatures running around. It looks very kind of, it's very stylish, very cool sci-fi game. Maybe not as, as impressive as what they showed in some of the trailers, but still, you know, a nice place to wander around in. Um, and it sort of becomes a bit of a brutal scavenging mission but not in a really kind of boring uh you know base building thing which annoyingly is the route they've gone down now with the latest updates but um at the time when it first came out the glory days as i like to call them um it was just like it was you, you just it felt like you were just this guy on a planet constantly dying like every second that goes by you're dying and you need to find new bits for your oxygen tanks or to to charge your batteries or to put fuel in your spaceship or you'll die it sounds like I would hate this. Being like in in that environment, wandering around planets, on your own, very isolated, very vulnerable, but just surrounded by like these cool visuals and the atmospheric uh, sounds and the music as well. Like it's probably uh, maybe second best soundtrack of the year. I'll get into what the best is in a moment. Oh. Um, but it's repetitive. Okay, so you've probably seen everything there is to see within the first eight hours. And in fact, after eight hours of playing it, I stopped playing it. And I didn't stop playing it like, oh, I'm really like, you know, 
pissed off with this. It's boring, negative review on Steam. It's all rubbish. I came away after eight hours of like, that was really good. I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed hopping between planets and, you know, having little space battles with, with scavengers and, you know, trying to find new parts for my spaceship and exploring space stations and stuff. I really enjoyed that. You know, yes, every space station was exactly the same. Every space battle was exactly <laughs> the same. Every planet had the same random kind of... Uh, locations which were you know basically once you'd seen all the different kinds of location you'd seen them all you know there was nothing else out there yeah and i'd sort of heard and read from other people who played further than i did that that doesn't really change and there's not a particularly satisfying ending so i thought you know this is going to go one of two ways either hello games are going to ditch this and they're going to disappear and that'll be it and then i can be like okay eight hours yes 40 pounds quite a lot of money but I enjoyed my eight hours, fine, happy, done. Or they'll keep developing it, they'll keep making more stuff, and then in the new year, I can come back to this and there'll be more things for me to explore, more new stuff. I didn't feel like at the time it was a game you could sink 500 hours into, but it was enjoyable and it was fun. And I'll probably play it in 2017, um, but now that they've got some new... There's new modes in it, there's going to be, like I was saying, the base building thing, which I'm not a huge fan yeah, of the idea of. But... planets... Like, oh, look, it's 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 not going to be a different game in the new year. But some of the th- some of the sort of complaints are that it's quite empty, and it seems like at least they're working towards making it less empty. So I'm glad they're doing that. I'm glad there's still no multiplayer, but I'm glad I played it. So there is a positive opinion. That's a searing hot take for you there. Yeah, no I mean, you, you seem to have the total opposite to what everybody's saying, which I have a lot of respect for, because everybody else is saying it was a broken, horrible mess, and now with the new update, they're like, oh, it's actually turning into a real game. And you seem to be almost saying the opposite, where you're like, I liked it when it was a broken mess, and now I they're making it too normal. Pretty much. It was, like, the only problem was the fact that it was a full retail price game. Like, if that game was £20... I would have just been like, this is this is like a this is an indie darling suddenly. Like this is going to be the game that I I you know I, I try to buy a box copy of and put it on my shelf and you know it takes pride of place. This is a masterpiece. But it was kind of oversold. Yeah, it was like the biggest game that was ever going to be released. It was like fifty pounds to buy it. Like it, it was like a, it was a big deal. It was like the it was being hyped as like the you know the blockbuster game of the of the century. Yeah, I just hope they don't turn it into Minecraft because that seems to be the way that it's going and that would make me very sad. <laughs> what, what a waste. What a waste. And that's my No Man's Sky chat. Yeah, so I guess, I guess it's my turn then. It's your turn now. Um, I'll stick to games because I have a more expansive topic to talk about, which is something I've been doing towards the latter end Ooh, of this year. Tease. But another game that I did play, that uh, it was Insight. Which I I it's 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 not the sequel, it's not the follow up or if, I don't know what it's the it's the it's second the spiritual game. successor yeah. to Limbo, right? It's yeah. the second game by the people who made Limbo, and I loved Limbo. Like lots of people, actually, to be honest, not, not lots of people didn't. I was going to say lots of people didn't like it, but that's not true. A few people didn't like it. I think you perhaps didn't like it, right? I didn't. I didn't love it. The, I I got to the point where I saw a puzzle and I was like, Nah, fuck you. <laughs> Yeah, well, most people like Limbo. I loved it. I'm one of those people who bought it on like every possible device I could get on. I just thought it was great. And uh, I was so incredibly excited when they announced they were doing another game and I saw the trailer. And then probably the low point of my entire life might have been when I found out it was Xbox uh, exclusive. Oh, yeah, it was. And I cried for a long time. And then I got really angry and I just like... 
you know, I just started, I just got really despondent. I didn't really want to leave the house. But after a year or so, <laughs> I don't know how long it was, uh, they were like, oh, it's finally coming out on PS4. So I Insta bought it. I didn't even look at the price. I honestly just, I just went into the store. I searched it. I just bought it, downloaded it, and immediately started playing it. And I wasn't in any way disappointed. I thought it was absolutely incredible. And I would say I loved it and I thought it was incredible, but it, you know, in many ways it was just Limbo. Like it was a much better kind of enhanced version of Limbo, but there wasn't like anything incredibly different about it. That's what I thought for about the first three quarters, but then the last quarter of the game is just absolutely bonkers. Like, like in a great way. Like it was just at the end of the game, I was just sat like in my chair looking at the TV, just going like, wow, like, well, I don't know what I've just experienced, but it was incredible. That's actually very exciting because <clears throat> I didn't tell you this, but I, for the last two nights, I've been playing through Inside hey. and I wanted to try and get it finished. I wanted to try and get it finished for coming, for doing this tonight, um, but I didn't quite manage last night. Um, I got, I feel like I'm getting towards the tail end of the game. I recently passed a sequence where it was running across a bridge outside and there was like this, uh, I don't know, some sort of like bomb or explosion that was happening periodically that would blow you off of the um Oh yeah, you've, the you've got a bit to go yet, but like you haven't got to the craziness yet. <laughs> well, like I, th that part I thought was like fabulous, like really, really good. Yeah, I just think it's stunning. Like, it's, I just think it's absolutely stunning on every level. And, you know, a lot of people criticize it for various things. Like, they say there's not a huge amount of variety in the gameplay, and they say it's not, like, a big enough step from Limbo, and some people say there's no story, which is just, like, for me, it's just completely wrong. Like, I'm not going to sit here and explain what the story is because I'm I'm going to be honest, I really don't know. It's like, yeah. a, it's like a, it's one of those games where it's almost like there's clearly a very definite, thing that the maker was trying to do but i don't think you're meant to have like a complete understanding of it. i think there's a lot of interpretation i've got like my own way that i view it but i won't pretend to understand it all but it just felt very complete like when it, when, when i finished the game i felt like i had taken a journey and reached a conclusion and i was very satisfied with it yeah i'm definitely definitely looking forward to getting that you know, further through it and seeing some of the stuff that's coming next like i didn't really go in with any expectations because like i said i, I sort of didn't love limbo the way that everyone else seemed to love limbo unconditionally i think it had some issues <laughs> um, but i think inside is great i think it's really stylish and i think it sort of loses that there were you know you know what i hated about limbo or didn't hate but what i disliked about limbo that i think they've done better uh with in in inside is in limbo quite often you had to die before you knew how to solve a puzzle and it wasn't because of clever puzzle solving it was because it was just it felt to me like you could almost see the person who designed the puzzle sitting behind your tv like laughing at you going ah, i knew you'd do that i knew you'd walk into yeah. that bomb or i knew we changed the rules on that one. Ooh, yeah You're like ah, okay well done but I don't, <laughs> I don't i don't think that happens so much in inside certainly not where i am now i've always felt like maybe i will die seeing a puzzle but i'll sort of get it like nearly near enough right away and it doesn't never feels like it changes the rules yeah. on you in the way that limbo did they both had stories like i think limbo had its own story as well but i feel like inside definitely feels more focused like it's less like here's some weird puzzles that all have this kind of weird meaning that they tie together inside for me it's like a journey and it's much more like structured in a way that you don't feel like you're just kind of completing puzzles like to me, like inside feels like you're on a journey. 
Mm. Like in every puzzle you have to solve, like they are puzzles and you're aware you're doing it, but you're like, you're moving towards a goal or you're trying to get away from something or like, there's a, like an arc in Inside that I feel like was maybe missing from Limbo. Because even though I love Limbo, I love everything about it. There was definitely points in Limbo where you were just like, I can't really remember why I'm doing this anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, whereas Inside, I felt like there's always a driving move towards the conclusion which i just didn't see coming it's just absolutely bonkers it's great it's so great like it's like when you get to the not the very end because there's a little bit like after the the big moment that or what i think is one of the biggest moments in the game i'm sure anyone who's played it would agree it's uh it just goes crazy but gr- but great crazy one of the weird things I've, i found about it was you would run through an area which looked very cool, but you like, and it looked it looked like it had been sort of designed artistically to the point where something was going to happen. But you just keep running, and that's it. You just pass by. Yeah, like you just you, exactly. You, you pass by so much cool looking stuff. It's there for you to just wonder what what's going on there. What was that for? Like, yeah, definitely. Oh, it's got a bit. It has a bit of a. Did you play any of the Odd World games? Like yeah. Abe's Odyssey. I, a bit I'm of that very vibe. aware. Yeah, felt felt like a wee bit of that vibe. Yeah, it definitely it felt well. like there, there was a universe and you're not going to get to experience it all, but the person who made that game has fought it all out. <laughs> yeah, no, bravo. And it's nice to see, it's, it's it's pretty clear the kind of evolution between Limbo and, and Inside. You know, yeah. they've gotten a lot better in pretty much every way it's possible to get better when you're making games. Yeah, and they took their time with it because, you know, it took a long time to come out. And I, I from my point of view, totally worth it. Like, I just I just think it's great. They they knew, they just know exactly what they're doing. Like, and, and yes, it's pretty much limbo enhanced, but like, I, I just couldn't be more satisfied with it. thought it was great. Yeah, yeah no, I, I, I thought I was very, very pleased with my purchase of it for sure. And um, hopefully they do something cool with all that Microsoft money they'll get from the the exclusive. Yeah, terms. that was the that was the only thing that I really found it hard to forgive them for. But <laughs> it was so good, it was worth the wait. Oh, these these are business decisions. Yeah, if it, if it can happen to Tomb Raider, it can happen to anyone. <laughs> um, okay, my next one on my list is a big one. It's Doom. Doom. I like Doom. I like Doom a lot. I love it. It's it's one of my favorite movies. The bit where it's like oh. all first person and like Carl Urban's like just like walking through the. Car. Are you talking about the movie or the game? Ah, uh, yeah, whatever. Shut up, shut up, shut up. I love the movie. I don't hate the movie. I see. The thing is, I'm sort of, I'm infinitely drawn towards The Rock and anything he does. It, it just can't be bad. So exactly. Yeah, he obviously has good taste in 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 franchises, siding with, <laughs> with Doom. Um, but yeah, new Doom. Like I, so I'm like a massive fan of Doom and Doom Two, the the originals that came out in the '90s. Like I'm one of those old men rocking in my wheelchair on my on my patio, like scowling at how much first person shooters have gone backwards <laughs> since Doom and how much less fun they are now. Um, this, so like when I heard this game was coming out, like a new new game. It's called Doom. It's not Doom Four. It's just Doom. It's a reboot. Yeah, they made a very clear statement. This is just Doom. It's not Doom anything. It's Doom. Exactly. It's by id Software. You know, it's the original team. Although all the guys who, well, a lot of the guys who made the old ones are now, have now moved on to do other things. Um, but what worried me was that Bethesda bought id Software. Is it? I have a question before we go any further because I, because I feel like people are going to ask: Is it id Software or is it ID Software? It is id Software. Just wanted to clear that up. I hope I got that right, but I'm pretty damn sure it's it. I watch a lot of videos about Doom. I'm pretty sure it's id Software. Um, but yeah, when when I heard the new one was coming out, 
I was actually a little bit skeptical because Bethesda and they've been known for making some not so good games, but I did hope there are some of the original the original boys there at Ed from from the old days. Um, but also they've just got lots of money, so I was hoping they could just make something special happen. And they did. They basically did. They basically <laughs> took the gameplay of Doom and Doom 2, which is very fast, very, very fast. It's um, There's no... There's no bullshit, basically. There's no reloading. You know, there's no taking cover. There's no regenerating health. It's basically just, here you are, you move at like 50 miles an hour. Your shotgun will fire until there's nothing left in it. You pick up health packs. They've taken that formula and put it in a new game with a new art style, which is sort of, in some ways, borrows a little bit from Doom 3, which was as an okay sequel, um, but nothing like the originals. Um, And... Yeah, they've just obviously thrown a ton of cash at it and made it look amazing, made it sound amazing, made it play amazing. And I love it. I absolutely love it. I can't get enough of it to the point where I'm playing... I'm actually not finished it yet. I'm playing every level to 100% completion before I move on to the next one. And then when I unlock the little classic levels that you you, you find sort of secrets in, in each level, you can... Um, it unlocks classic levels from Doom and Doom 2 that you can go back and play, which I've been doing. You know, basically just it's like what they everything. did in Wolfenstein. Yeah, whenever you get the the original unlocks, you can go up into the loft of that place and play. Yeah, and this this sort of does tie in with Wolfenstein as well because Wolfenstein, the, the new ones, were really good. Um, they, they could have been terrible. You know, there have been some terrible Wolfenstein games over the years. But um, the new the new order, I think, is the, the, the first newish one. I liked it. I thought it was really good. It was a good story, and that's why I look forward to games. Yeah, but it was also, again, it just there was no messing around. You know, it was very, it was very aware of what it was, which was just lots of guns, lots of ammunition, yeah. lots of baddies, and and Doom sort of follows that same that same format, and it works perfectly well. Um, but they've added a new element to it, which is glory kills. So when you when you take an enemy down to a certain level of health, when they're basically getting low on health, they'll start glowing yellow and that means if you get close enough to them and press the glory kill button you'll do a sort of well basically what it sounds like a a sort of um there'll be a big gory death animation but it's very fast but when you do it it's like the sound effects kick in with like such a huge impact and the music sort of like uh distorts in the background like everything's just got such impact to it um but it's again it's fast and you can chain them together and so like it does remind me of the old days when you're surrounded in a, a huge arena full of baddies you're you're circle strafing and you're running backwards firing your gun wildly into the air it pretty much captures that almost entirely like i don't really have an awful lot of bad things to say about it and they've just gone they've gone totally self aware with it like in every way the the story is the story is mad but the story even that, like, is is sort of like layered with with irony because you know you're um you walk up to like a radio and you start getting a radio briefing like you would in any other first person shooter game and you're like oh, okay boring, but then your character just punches the radio out mid mid briefing you know like and picks up his gun like that's that's kind of what it's all about. There's no faffing around. It's just go shoot stuff, and they've they've focused on that and it works really really well, and they've also got a soundtrack by the same guy who did. Uh, the Wolfenstein soundtrack, and that probably is my favourite soundtrack of the year. It's like, it sounds like it's kind of turn of the century new metal, and it's really good for that. <laughs> and I'm a big fan. Maybe not new metal, but you know, just sort of like very crunchy, crunchy guitars. There's definitely a couple of Slipknot albums that sound very similar to to this this music style, in which I'm, you know, it sort of appeals to me on a on a 
nostalgic level as much as anything else. I've played very little. I mean, I haven't played it at all. I've, I've seen very little play of Doom, but like everything I've seen looks really cool. I don't know if it's the kind of game I'd get into really because story's really important to me, but everything I've seen about it kind of reflects what you're saying. Like it, it looks really cool and really stylish and the music was really cool. It's like, like I watched someone play it for about 15 minutes just stood over their shoulder and it's just, you know, I saw the glory kills and running around. Like, like it's, it, it looked like a lot of fun. I don't think I would play it to completion or anything like mm. that, but it definitely looks like the kind of game where you're, it's going to be hard to not have fun playing that. It's very tight, it's very focused, and it's very, very good. And actually, it can be picked up now for a, a laughably small amount of, of money compared to like full-price retail. You, know, you can get the PS4 version for like... I've seen, it, I've seen it in the last few days, I've seen sales pop up with Doom for £12 to the point where I'm considering... I, I have it on PC... Again, my, this was in the, the time when my PlayStation was, was broken. Um, but I would, I'm considering picking it up on PlayStation 4 just because, you know, then I can play it on my TV as well as upstairs. As well as upstairs. That's pretty oh, much my only reasoning. Doom. Yeah, Doom. It's, it's, absolutely, it's absolutely fantastic. It's genuinely fantastic, and everyone should play it. And that's Doom. Well said. Um, I had a few things listed, but you know we, we kind of talked a little bit longer than I expected about some of the games. So I might just my last article. I mean, I don't know if you have any more games you want to talk about. I, my my last piece to talk about is a little bit different. It's not really a game. It's I wanted to talk about VR, which I've been investigating a little bit at the end of this year. Uh-huh. Specifically, um, I had access recently to an Oculus Rift and a. HTC Vive is it is it a Vive is it, is it a Viva is it I don't know what it is I don't what the hell is it called I'm pretty sure it's not Viva but I have heard people say that <laughs> I've heard people say Vive and Vive I'm gonna say Vive I'm pretty sure it's Vive I'm gonna say HTC Vive I'm I'm, I'm gonna see HTC Vive only I'm not gonna say Vive so I, I was gonna talk about VR a little bit because I don't have that much to say I've only played a few sample demos and stuff but there's one in particular I'll talk about first of all I'll just say that oculus rift is a big pile of crap uh, yeah. <laughs> like controversial I, I just thought it was garbage uh, I mean I'm being really harsh it's you know there's technology there there's there's some impressive technology there but I learned things I didn't really know about it and and it's kind of like the kind of things that you needed to I guess you could read about them, but like I just preferred the hands-on. And I had a shot of the HTC Vive, and I had a shot of the Oculus. And the Oculus is just like the first of all, it's the way it works is different because it has like the kind of camera sensor things that are in front of you. Yeah. So you don't have full 360 in Oculus. You know, you've basically you have to be facing the same direction for it to work properly. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't really know that, and it makes perfect sense when you think about it. It was always obvious, but it, I just never thought about it. The Vive is like, because it has these two sensors in two corners, it's like full 360. And like, for me, I, I tried both of them and my opinion as a, as a first time trier of both of the devices, the Vive is just a completely different league to the, to the Oculus Rift. Like I just, in every conceivable way, I thought the image quality, like the way it felt to use it, the controllers, the like the free range of motion, every, everything about it, the way you set it up and every, like every aspect of the Vive is just feels like it's years ahead of the Oculus. So leaving the technology behind because that's a whole different subject. But that's, I just wanted to get that out of the, First, because from now on, everything I'm talking about is Vive. Okay. Because I just, I just kind of like tossed the Oculus into the bin where it belongs. <laughs> <Stamped> <laughs> and, on it, yeah. 
So I played a few demos. I played like uh, something, what was it called? Uh, I've got it written down here in my notes, uh, but I can't read my own handwriting and I kind of knew this would happen. <laughs> you wrote it down when you had the headset on, that's the problem. Yeah. So your handwriting's all over the place. The, the Brookhaven, is it the Brookhaven experiment? I don't know. It was a weird zombie shooter, but like they're basically just tech demos. There's no real substance to them, but it was like, it was cool. Like I was being attacked by zombies and I was having to reload my pistol and then hit them with to try to drive them off. It was, and it's crazy. And they come from all sides because the Vive is 360. So they can literally come from behind you. I played, that was pretty cool. I played another game called Windlands, Windlands or Windlands. I don't know how you say it, but it was basically, it was just a bunch of floating islands and you're a person who has two grappling hooks and you just like basically like, rattle around this landscape flying around and it was so cool everybody like a few people that i tried it with they were like falling over and stumbling and getting motion sick i was just so in it i was just like i'm flying through the air right now like looking around me swinging from island to island it was just incredible like it was it was the greatest thing ever i'm so i've always been really interested in virtual reality but after trying the vive i'm so incredibly like impressed i just i desperately want to buy my own i just think it's so good and that leads me <laughs> to the the greatest experience i've had not just in vr in life i think this is the most important experience of my life it's called the blue and it's uh it's basically like a tech demo. It's not a game. I'm going to call it a game, but it's not really a game. It's a tech demo for the HTC Vive. Maybe you can get it on other headsets, but I don't know because the Oculus was already in the bin by this point. So you just start the game and it's blue. You can't see anything but blue. And then this kind of environment comes into focus and you're standing on like a shipwreck at the bottom of the ocean and it looks so convincing and it's it's like it looks so good you're like you can only see so far ahead of you before like the gloom just like makes it all darkness and there's fish swimming around and there's like a stingray floating above you you turn around and there's an incredibly detailed shipwreck and you're standing on like the deck and then this massive blue whale just like swims past you and like stops and looks at you and then swims away and that's it it only takes like two minutes and that's the tech demo and i just thought it was incredible like <laughs> it was just the greatest thing like i wish somebody had been recording me so i could put it up on the channel but like i i was standing in a room with a couple of other people watching me and i was just like going like oh my god oh my <laughs> god wow wow i was just like one of those people it was just the most incredible experience i've ever had I'm looking just, at it on the Steam page now. It's obviously like I'm just looking at pictures of it, so it's not quite the same. The visuals look very nice. I'm sure it's it's pretty stunning when you're actually there with a sort I've of never, 3D space in front of yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, I'm part joking, but I'm also part serious. It was just an incredible experience. And like I went home after that and I basically I just thought I, I have to buy one of these. And like I, I got to the point where I had uh, a Vive in my basket and I was thinking, which credit card can I can I put this on? And I managed to stop myself, but I'm just, it's not really a specific game, I guess I'm talking about, but it, it, like for me, it's one of the, when we're talking about what I've been playing in 2016, VR is what I've been playing in the later half of 2016. And I'm so incredibly sold on it. And I'm just so excited about what it's going to turn into because Oculus, not impressed. I don't know. I'm sure there's a lot that can be done with it. I know they've already got like the four sensor set up coming out. So you'll be able to do 360 stuff, but the Vive is just in a different league and that's just like the first generation release of it. Like, I just can't wait to see what's going to happen with that. Like I'm, I'm so excited about it. VR 
is incredible and the you know the blue the the whale encounter it's just you know i almost feel like i want my life to stop at this point i don't and what could be better so i'm looking i'm looking at um the sort of three the three big options that i'm aware of for vr right now and sort of from from lowest quality to highest quality it looks like you got the sony playstation vr which yeah. I'm interested in because I'm a PlayStation 4 owner now that I've got mine repaired. Mm-hmm. Um, I have heard that it's it's a touch on the low res side, but basically it costs 350 pounds, so you sort of have to expect it's not going to yeah. be. And it a has the limitation. Experience. It has the limitation that all of them seem to have, except the Vive, I believe, which is that it's like front-facing camera oriented. Yeah, exactly. The so the Oculus Rift being the next one up at five hundred and fifty. That's actually more expensive than I thought it was. That's yeah. that's that's pricey. There is another one that slides in before the Oculus Rift, I think, which is the it's the it's like the open source VR. I think I think Razer are making the hardware, like or or I mean a few a lot of people are making the hardware. That's the point. But Razer are doing a full headset, and I think I think it's like OSVR or whatever. It's like oh, open OSVR, source VR. Yeah, I had heard of this. Yeah, yeah the yeah. H the HD. K and HDK2 or something. It's like, and they look really interesting. I love the idea of an open source headset that can be upgraded and adjusted. But yeah. you know, again, they they have issues that need to be resolved. Yeah, and your Vive, your full on Vive setup, seven hundred and fifty. That's I mean, it's obviously very expensive, but yeah. you know, you're sort of you're you're only really getting that if you're at the top end of the market anyway for this stuff. Yeah, I was I was of the opinion that when, you know, I was looking at VR and hearing about the prices, I was like, oh, that would so much more expensive. I'd just get an Oculus or I'd just get open source. But after trying the Oculus versus the Vive, it's like there's a reason it's more expensive. It's like yeah. it's a different league. Like, you know, they're just they're just so far ahead. They're so far ahead. Yeah, I've not I've not had the pleasure. I've the, the only VR well actually I'd say that for two VR experiences I described them both as extremely low end. One was an Oculus DK1 which I tried years ago. Uh, it, you know, where the technology was very new, yeah. it wasn't it wasn't fantastic. More recently, um, I bought uh, one of these sort of not Google cardboard, but you know, a plastic uh, yeah, cradle yeah. for my phone. My phone is is an iPhone, so I don't have like kind of the same massive screen thing you get with a lot of Samsung phones, which I think is good for VR. Um, the the iPhone's a little bit more limited, and but actually the biggest problem with doing it on an iPhone is actually getting the stuff on there. You know, getting any media on there. Yeah, that's always going to be a problem. You need to you know, use so, iTunes pretty much. Exactly. So um, I've not had great experiences with it, but I'm extremely interested, and I kind of want to get involved. It's just a case of what product do you buy into at this point? You know. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's like. Obviously, I'm not a VR expert. Uh, I'm hoping to become one because I just absolutely love it. <laughs> but for me, there's just absolutely no question that it's Vive or nothing for me. Like, that's where it is. And obviously, we're still, like, kind of first generation. Like, and we're waiting to see what's going to happen. I know that Vive are already making big steps forward. Like, they've they've already got their, uh, ad- like, addition that makes it wireless. So you're not tethered mm-hmm. in anymore. Like, they're, they're definitely moving forward. But... From my limited experience, I just don't see why you'd want anything other than a Vive. It's just like the, the, the Oculus just isn't comparable. Here's my question about the Vive then, which you might be able to help me with. Because of the sort of the nature of how it tracks you in space, do you need a lot of space available to do this? No, that's that's what's good about it. The Oculus and the Vive, they both have a similar way of dealing with this. But again, the Vive's just felt better. It was easier to set up. You basically... 
Because the Oculus, I, I think, has the bigger problem with space because it is the two kind of... I don't know if they're cameras or sensors. Like I've not really read that much about it because we, we, we basically just got the boxes and we just pulled all out and started playing with it. So, like... But you basically need to be a certain distance away for it to work properly. You can't have anything and you, it kind of obstructing it or anything. The Vive works differently because it's basically like these two sensors and they go in two opposite corners and they just kind of, like, you'll scan the whole area. And then when you start setting either of the headsets up, you use your controllers and you walk around the zone that you have. So it doesn't even need to be a square or rectangle. You just walk around the zone uh, with your controller okay. at the yeah. furthest point it can go. And then it basically fits the largest box that you can get into the space you've made. And the way it deals with it is because even if it's tiny, even if it's like telephone box size, when you walk up to the edge, you get a faint kind of grid come into view, which tells you you shouldn't go any further than this. Well, like in a holodeck style. So if, yeah, if you do it a really small space, obviously you're going to have a grid all the time and it's going to pull you out of the experience a bit. But the, I was playing it in a space that was maybe, you know, two meters by three meters, like not huge. And I didn't feel restricted in any way. Like it was, I, I was pretty happy with it. So I don't really think you need that much space at all. Again, I think it's a area where the Vive wins. I think the Vive can operate better in a much smaller space. I would definitely like to get a hold of some VR tech. I'm basically yeah. bored of actual reality, so I want yeah. to get me some virtual reality. I, I want to just get a Vive, and then I want to find a way to make the whale experience loop, and I just want to put it on at night and sleep <laughs> under the ocean. Like I just want to live inside it. Next time you're in my neck of the woods, you, you should come try the Vive. It's absolutely well, I'll, incredible. I'll, I'll, I'll come on a VR holiday. Yeah. Sure. We, can, we can do a live stream or something. So, yeah, I, I kind of crossed topics a little bit there because it's not really games I'm talking about, but I, I thought it was worth mentioning. It's, it's, well, I think like it, it's going to be a pretty big trend one way or another, and it's going to have a lot of applications in media, but it's, it's probably going to have the biggest amount of content, at least for now anyway, in games. So it's pretty relevant. I actually just thought one more thing I wanted to add about VR because it's relevant to our limited audience. <laughs> uh, Surgeon Simulator. Mm. You can play that on the Vive. I haven't tried it yet, but it's next on the list. And we've got a lot of Surgeon Simulator time under our belts. It's a great game. I cannot wait to see what that's like in VR. I think it's going to be nuts. And also another game that we played a little bit more recently, but obviously we haven't played anything recently, but... Uh, Keep talking, Keep talking or everyone explodes. explodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going there. Those are the two games that are on the list. Next time I'm with the Vive, I'm going to try both of them, and I'm very excited. Like I, I just think VR is where it's at, and the Vive is the only headset you want to use, in in my opinion. Endorsed by Wrongtown. Yeah, well, I have no experience, so I have to allow you to make the complete endorsement, because I'm certainly not going to say endorse my bloody iPhone in its cheap little plastic cradle. <laughs> Watching some crap roller coaster video I found on the App Store. The vibe is out of this world. It's better than living. It's better than life. It's like Red Dwarf. Well, it is like that. And part of me thinks, <laughs> you know, I'm, you know, I could, I could, I could adjust my sort of uh, my outgoings. You know, I could put some money aside. You know, I'm like, I'm 30 years old here. I'm supposed to be saving for my retirement, and I'm thinking, I could just save up the money I was going to put here and buy a big headset you know or yeah. the, you know and the upgrades <laughs> to my pc that would be required oh yeah i've even, even thought about that the thing is like it's, it's well and good saying you know you, you don't need a lot of space i don't really have any space to be honest so i might need to wait i might need to get a bigger house 
and a headset and upgrades for my PC. The coolest thing about the Vive as well, I, I, again, I can't say, I, I'm being really harshly critical of the Oculus, but it's slightly unfair because I don't know enough about the latest technology to actually be a prop. Like, this is not a review. This is just an, a, like, this is like an opinion of, after limited experience. But what I do know is the Vive has a, ca- a front-facing camera, and that's a really cool feature because it, like, You've got your sensors which track everything in the space and let you move around, but you've got the front-facing camera that lets you see like real objects. So when you're like in the lobby or when you're in a game, if you put the controllers down on the ground, you see them. Like, and you can have like you. Know, it's just it's there's something really weird about it. So like, it's really cool. It feels it feels very real because when I first put the headset on and I was ready, the person who was with me, they were like, okay, here's the controllers and they held them out to me and I just saw the controllers coming towards me like in exactly the right space and I held my real hands out and grabbed the virtual <laughs> controllers and it was just like, it was incredible. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It's, it's yeah, it's it's really going to be great. I, I cannot wait. I'm, I, I went, I, this is how ridiculously close I was to buying it. I went, I actually calculated how much interest I was going to have to pay when I put it on my credit card and couldn't pay it off. And I was like, can I do this? If, if you decide <laughs> to buy one, let me know and I will reciprocate by paying for travel to come to your location. <laughs> yeah, right now I'm planning to mooch as much free access as I can from the one I have access to. But yeah. I mean, I, I think it's going to be a very limited period of time before I get my own. Things will be very mm-hmm. short and then I'm going to buy my own somehow. I did also play quite a lot of Overwatch this year. I played a little bit of Overwatch. Yeah, I really, I really like it. What do you think? I do like it. Uh, it's not really my kind of game. Like I think it's too. There's too little strategy and it's too fast. Like for me, I think I've, we've talked about it before. How I really like Rainbow Six. I still really like Rainbow Six. I've got some issues with it, but I, Rainbow Six is my game right now. My shooter game. It's all strategy. Overwatch for me is. It's too much like Team Fortress. It's too fast and too crazy, and it just feels like. I can't really influence the game. Whereas in Rainbow Six, I feel like I am in control. I am a team player and I can make or break this game. I I think I see why you would think that. The reason why I like Overwatch is because it does have kind of a retro feel about it. Like the fact that it's very fast. It's bright and colorful. Like it looks very nice. It's very well designed. Like it's a very... Just the this, this sort of experience of getting into a game, playing a game, all the, all the other things you know that you have to do are very good. And again, I got the game in my dark times on, on PC and I really bounced off it on PC. I had a really, really hard time. Um, and much more recently, only in the last, uh, maybe the last month or two, I picked it up on PS4, uh, another random deal that popped up. So I thought I'll go for it. And I'm actually really getting on well with it on PS4. I'm enjoying it a lot more. And that's probably counter to what most overwatch players would say they probably prefer to be on on pc but i'm really enjoying playing it and and what i like about it is it doesn't really matter if you're not very good and that's that definitely plays into my hands that is true i i feel the same way about that i definitely didn't feel like i was kind of kept out of the game through a lack of skill i I just put a character who had jet boosters on and just started bouncing around for rocket launcher yeah it's very (laughs) inclusive it's not like you know if you if you're playing rainbow six if you're not good at shooting you're dead weight oh yeah rainbow six is unforgiving you know it's just it's like the it's it's like search and destroy in like modern warfare the original modern warfare it's like it's basically just brutal you have to be you have to be really good at it or you just can't survive and it's yeah it's not inclusive 
Did you get to know many of the characters in Overwatch? Yeah, not as not as well as I'd like to, but yeah, I, I had my favorites. Like, what was your favorite? I can't remember her name, but she's like a she's like a big blue flying woman with rockets. Uh, I think that's <laughs> Farah. Well, she's my favorite. She's my character of choice. I just feel like her skill set is perfectly suited to my playing style, which is just fly up into the air and then rocket the hell out of everything you see. <laughs> Normally when I'm in the game and uh, I'm, I'm trying to be sort of like a team player, right? Even though not everyone who plays a game like that is a team player, you know, sometimes you'll come on and everyone in the team will pick the same character, which I think you can't do anymore. I think there was a recent update that means they can only have one, you know, you have to have a unique hero, at least on your team. I, I never um, even realized that I, that never came up for me. I never actually had that happen. Yeah, you, you jump into a lobby and all of your teammates have gone tracer. It's like, okay, what now, guys? <laughs> what am I <laughs> that, supposed to do yeah, here? That never happened to me, but I, it never occurred to me that it could have happened. Yeah, so usually if it fits in with the team dynamic, I'll go with D.Va, who's a, a tank hero, um, who's basically, a, you know, she, she rides this big mech, which has got lots of ammo and lots of shields, and it can sort of boost and that sort of thing but my favorite thing about diva is when your mech gets destroyed you actually leap out of it you eject from it and then you're obviously extremely weak because you don't have any armor or anything like that but you're very fast you're very sort of light on your feet and uh, you've got a fairly precise little pistol gun and it's really fun especially at the level of the game that i'm playing at which is quite low to be honest i think a lot of people still don't always expect you to pop out of the mech once they've you know you, yeah. you might catch them celebrating and suddenly you've popped out and you've sort of managed to hide yourself <laughs> behind the explosion run around and then you know take them out as, a, as an act of revenge and if you do that enough you can uh, you can charge up your ultimate and, and call another mech down, which is very, very satisfying. So I like that. But I also like that if you're just not feeling the kind of run and gun or, or any sort of offensive capabilities, you can just you can just pick you know someone like Mercy, who's a healer, and just run around and, and help the team, you know, and give yeah. them give them a boost. And I like that. And one of my favorite things about Overwatch is that because you've got these emotes in the game, so there's just a sort of selection of emotes you can pick. And one of the things I like is that before a game, when everyone's just sort of waiting for the countdown timer to start the, the, the start of the game, everyone just says hello to each other. I think that's nice. <laughs> I think yeah. more games should enforce that. Just a nice hello. Hello. Yeah, I mean, I think that's something that uh, Blizzard have always been really good at, is they make inclusive games. Yeah. They make games for people to come together. They don't make games which force people to like buy separate consoles and not talk to each other. <laughs> I've had, it's a bad excuse, but I've had a very busy spell recently and I've not had much time for, for gaming, but over Christmas I'm planning to sit down and, and beast Overwatch. Um, and I also picked up a copy of Dishonored 2, which is waiting for me, which I'm going to try and play over I Christmas I really have 2. to play Dishonored 1. Yeah. Oh, it's, you know what, like, it's, it's a bit ropey now, but it's a lot of fun. And I think you'll like the kind of, the way it looks and the sort of story of it. I think you'll enjoy yeah, I definitely like the style, like the whole. I, I, I don't. Steampunk's not really right, but it's just got this weird kind of fantasy steampunk feeling. But yeah, the sort of the ones that got away this year, and most of them have been released quite quite recently. Um, I do want to play the Last Guardian because I sort of feel like I have to. Um, <laughs> I do want to play Titanfall Two. Apparently, it's a very good multiplayer, and it's a very good single player, which is not yeah. not common these days for games like that. Um, I want to play Watch Dogs too because it sort of looks like it looks a lot more fun than the first one. Yeah, and you also know because one. it's a Ubisoft game, you know it's going to be broken as hell and it's going to be hilarious. Well, apparently they've <laughs> done a reasonably good job of it. They've maybe misjudged the tone with the sort of cool hacker thing a little bit. 
Um, but uh, I'd like to try it, see what it's like anyway. Um, and I also wouldn't mind to go a Final Fantasy 15, which is something I never thought I'd hear myself say. <laughs> but it's where's, just basically. Where's Davey? Where's Davey? Did you know? Yeah, I know. I might phone him up and see what he's probably playing it right now, to be honest. Yeah, he's probably playing it like his fifth time over. <laughs> his computer just permanently Final Fantasy logged in. Okay, very, very, very quickly, because we're running a bit long. Um, Game of the year. Let's not. We've, we've probably already both spoken about what we pick as our games of the year. Yeah, I actually have two because I can't really separate That's, them. That is a total cop out. Yeah, well, no, but I, it's because one of them isn't a game. For me, Inside is game of the year. It's unquestionable for me. It's just great. But I'm going to slash that and put right next to it the blue on, on HTC Vive. Oh, wow. Okay. It's not a game. It lasts about 90 seconds, but I just thought it was so incredible and it just changed the way I thought about VR. It's, it's, it's too important to not get a mention. Fine. Fair enough. Um, good shouts. And mine is Doom, obviously. Mine yeah. is Doom. It's always <laughs> going to be Doom. Doom. <laughs> there, was, there was no chance of it not being Doom. It's, it's, uh, it's so close to perfect that I just adore it. I'm going to have to play it. I'm going to have to pick it up for $12. For $12. You absolutely should. And last, see, last year, like, I was sort of, my, my, my game of last year was Metal Gear Solid Five, And I, again, I felt like I was a complete apologist for that game because it's got a lot of problems. But with Doom, I don't feel like I have to make any apologies for it. Like, Doom is awesome. I've not heard anybody say anything bad about it. That is, that's got to mean something. Um, okay. Well, that was, that was the year that was, even though it's not quite over yet. Um, 2017, that's the next one. What do you reckon? What's is there anything on the horizon in 2017 that you're interested in that you're uh, aware of? Well, and I know I there mean, are things you just might not know they're coming out in 2017. Yeah, that's true. I've got a few things I could say. Um, I mean, I can tell you. To, to be honest, there's not that much I'm looking forward to in 2017. But I can tell you, I can tell you a few things I'm not looking forward to. Uh, I'm not looking forward to Nidhogg Two. I think it looks crap. Ah, it looks horrible. Yeah. I mean, maybe do? that's out already. Who knows? Maybe that's not a 2017 game. But no, it it's not. Crap. Yeah, it's not yet. Well, there you go. Uh, I'm not looking forward to Shenmue 3, and that makes me really? sick to my stomach ah, to say okay. it. But yep. every time I see something, I just feel like, that doesn't look like Shenmue. <laughs> so, you know, I'll give it a chance, but I, you know, let's not say I'm not looking forward to it. I am, but let's just say I'm scared for it. In fairness to Shenmue, it's actually only very recently entered like proper development. I think everything that's been coming before has been concept kind art, pre-production like, concept yeah. art. And let's, uh, you know, I, I'll, I'll, I agree. The concept art that's come out, and especially those videos with the Kickstarter, they were they were awful. They were just all wrong. So hopefully, the good stuff starts to to come together now. And a year is not a long time, but you know, I believe. Yeah. So I mean, there's that. The other things I would touch on is a uh, Rainbow Six. I love it. I hope that uh, it continues to be good but also I'm not really looking forward to more crappy characters because I'm just not a fan of really any other character I thought the two Canadian characters uh, Buck and Frost were great and every character released since then I've really thought is garbage with the latest two characters being just absolutely rubbish but, but it's not even just their skills like because like, I actually think they've got some cool gadgets but it's just like the art style and everything for them is just so weird as well. Like it's it's basically it almost feels to me like we're, we're, they did the Canadians first, they did the Navy Seals, and then they did the Brazilian team and now the Japanese team. And it's like it's almost like they just can't be bothered, or they're getting lazier as they go. But that's just my opinion. And the other thing I'm not looking forward to Rainbow Six is it's getting really extreme with its banning policy, and I just feel like there's only a limited amount of time before I get perma banned. I've already had a two day ban. <laughs> I've already had a two-day ban for in the situation I was part of a team I'll just go very briefly into this because it's important I was part of a team 
there was someone on my team who continuously was team killing and bullying like specific people and I just had it I just had enough of it so I basically when when he was killing someone I just put him down I was booted out of the game instantly and banned for two days <laughs> or maybe not two days I don't know if two days are banned I was definitely banned for 24 hours like minimum I was I could not play uh ranked or or maybe i couldn't even play multiplayer period i can't remember but i feel like their banning policies are getting extreme and i feel like i feel like i'm, I'm on borrowed time but let's uh oh god i was gonna say let's go positive but before i go positive one more negative red dead 2 uh, yeah yep well and okay so so red dead 2 is scheduled for quarter three quarter four which means it might be pushed back into 2018 but yes, it's 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 down for 2017 right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't get me wrong, I'm excited about it. Red Dead is one of my top three games ever. Like, it frequently is my top game ever. I just love the original. But that's part of the problem for me. I'm sure the second one will be cool. But I was like, for me, it was it was hard to see. I just wanted to play Red Dead again on PS4. Yeah, I, I would have taken an HD re-release over a sequel. Yeah, and they and they kept releasing it for other platforms. And I was just getting sick and tired of it. And then when they made it backwards compatible on Xbox, uh, Xbox One, I was just like, what the hell is this? Like, what the hell is going on here? Like, why, why can I not play this game? And then when the big announcement came up, they did the, the logo and I was just like, it's going to happen. I was like, it's going to happen. It's coming out on PS4. And then they were like Red Dead 2. And everybody was so excited and everybody was like, yes, Red Dead 2. And all I could think was, where's Red Dead 1 on PS4? <laughs> So Red Dead One is playable on PS4. Yeah, well, I was going to say it's, PS I, Go, right there. Yeah, I was. I was about PS to Go, say PS either, Now. PS yeah, Now. It either I wasn't sure because I I, I checked. I, I I know in November they were talking about it coming. I wasn't sure if it was out yet, but I guess now it is. Like, yeah. but for me, it just kind of soured. I'm sure Red Dead Two will be great, and I'll, and I'll love it. So really, it's unfair to kind of have this negative opinion of it but mm. the whole red dead 2 announcement was completely ruined by the fact that i was still just waiting for red dead 1 and i was kind of a little bit better about that yeah but to end on a positive note last of us 2 i don't care what anyone says i love the first one it's probably one of the best games ever and i'm sure the second one is not going to be a letdown i'm sure there'll be lots of ladders for you to climb in the last of us 2 <laughs> There'll be lots of there'll be lots of like string plucking guitar for me to listen to. Oh God! <laughs> There's nothing. The only thing worse than The Last of Us is people who love The Last of Us. <laughs> <laughs> Enough said about that. Guilty as charged. 2017, yeah, very very quickly. There are some games you've you've touched on a lot of them. One of them is Sonic Mania. Oh my <laughs> Christ! Sonic Mania. It looks amazing. It's like it's it's the guy who. So, who basically made fan games and they were so good that Sega paid him to make um, re-releases of all the classic Sonic games for iOS and Xbox and PC and whatever. Um, his engines basically become their de facto engine for making old Sonic games. And they're now allowing him and, and another partner and probably some input from Sonic Team as well to make a fully-fledged new game, which is like new levels remixes of old levels but not trying to make it like look super modern like in the style of the old Mega Drive games but using you know some some modern visual effects it looks incredible I'm absolutely on board day one purchase I was going to buy that special edition with a big Sonic big um, uh, Genesis uh, Sonic statue thing um, but I missed it if it comes out again I'll probably end up buying it on eBay for like 500 quid or something because I have to have it um, so yeah Sonic Mania oh my god 
Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, Sonic Mania. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Um there are other games, but really the the other thing that I'm looking forward to most in 2017 is the Nintendo Switch, which oh. I will be buying day one. I'm gonna say right now, I thought the advert was st- like one of the stupidest things I'd ever seen. It was it was it was terrible. Uh and I'll never play anything on the Switch. But oh my god, is it cool and I want one. <laughs> I'm ready, right? I, the last Nintendo console I had, I had a Wii. And there were some great games on Wii, but most of it was bad. And I had a <laughs> DS, which has got an excellent library. But that's the last, those two are the last Nintendo consoles I, I've had. Um, in fact, thinking about it, they might be the only Nintendo consoles I've ever had. I skipped the Wii U for obvious reasons. I didn't get any of the upgraded DSs. But man, I'm ready to let them back into my life now. And the Switch is the way that I want them to come. And it's great because you can like pick it up in one luxury apartment, play it on the plane, and then plug it right back into your other luxury apartment. Listen, <laughs> it's aspirational, okay? Yeah, that, that is true. Play Nintendo Switch and you could end up like this guy. Um, so yeah, I mean, everyone knows what it is and we'll find out a lot more in uh, in January. They're re- uh, showing, the, there's a, a webcast in Japan at like four, it'll be four in the morning UK time, which I'll of course be getting up for oh, uh, to watch. And I believe the price will be released then. So I'm hoping it's kind of in the 250, 300 pound region. If so, you know, my, my pre-order is going in, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on board. I'm in the door. You've got me. Um, and on uh, Nintendo Note, and uh, there's not much I can say about this right now because it only came out about three hours ago, but um, Super Mario Run, which is their iPhone game, yeah. it's remarkably high quality and it actually seems like a lot of fun. It's like £8 for the for the full version with all the levels, but uh, I'm going to play a lot more of that, I think, on my commutes and, you know, on the toilet and other places. Yeah, of course, wherever good times are had. (laughs) I actually thought of another negative, which I'm going to just say. Uh, The the new PS4, the PS4 Pro. Yes. uh, I'm going to put that in the negative pile because you know what? I'm sure the power is good and I'm sure the VR is going to be required. but, But here's all I have to say about the PS4 Pro. I don't like the way it looks and I'm not going to buy it because of that. It looks like, you know what it makes me think of whenever I see it? because of the design of it. It reminds me of that episode of The Simpsons with Hank Scorpio and Homer, I can't remember what it is Homer does. I think he takes down like a spy who's trying to to stop Hank Scorpio. And and Hank Scorpio says, when you go home tonight, there's going to be another story on your house. And that's what the PlayStation 4 Pro looks, <laughs> looks like to me because it looks like they've just put another level on top of it. <laughs> that, that, first of all, Riley, that is an excellent joke. Uh, <laughs> But that's what I hate about it. It just looks like they took the PS4, which is, I think is a really cool-looking console, and they just squished it down, and then they added yeah. another layer, and it just looks yeah. crap. And it makes yeah, me yeah. sad, because I can't have that in my living room. Well, look, <laughs> the thing is, it seems to me like, if, unless you've got a 4K television, there's nothing right now apart from perhaps the VR stuff that really benefits greatly with it so for me i don't see any point yeah i'll just wait until the fourth the four tier one comes out well exactly right i mean it very much remains to be seen what the strategy is going to be for microsoft and sony in in terms of this mid-generation upgrade thing and i would rather wait until they've decided that themselves before i buy in or or choose not to buy in i mean screw it all just get a vibe yeah i mean you make a sell your house sell your shoes sell your pets well, 2016 and 2017, it's all very exciting, isn't it? Um, but we try to make things interactive, which is difficult when you only release one episode every 12 months. Oh, God, I almost forgot about this part. 
Yeah, we have, we've well, we listen. We asked for them, so we've got them. We've got questions from the audience, um, people who tweeted at Wrongtown on Twitter with some questions. And actually, nice. I grabbed a couple from because I, I, we always promise that we'll, we'll we'll answer questions that people leave in the comments section on YouTube. And obviously, that was like much <laughs> earlier in the years year. Years ago, <laughs> um, but I did I did bring a couple in. That's good. We've got we've got a few minutes. We can cram some questions in. All right, let, let's rattle through these questions very very quickly because so some of them are some of them are a bit long. So let's start with one that was left on our YouTube channel from Omega Rainbow, and he's a he, oh the rainbow. He's he's a, he's still a wonderful going. man. Well, he um, might not be very, still going because he left this comment ages ago, right? Uh, yeah, I haven't heard from him since. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, he really is the master of brevity. And here is his question. He says, Since I've been buying DVD box sets of TV series, I've pretty much stopped watching movies. And even since I got Netflix, I've pretty much only watched series. I never actually prefer to start watching a TV series than a movie. Do you think the same could happen with video games? Where where we have already started to see more episodic productions, could the TV series business model create an epic video game series of the same quality, or even better, of single episode games? Basically, will there ever be a Battlestar Galactica, Game of Thrones, Breaking Bad, insert other epic TV series here, of video games? That is a long question. What do you think? I'm happy to answer it. Uh, will there be episodic games like those TV series? Yeah, there'll definitely be Battlestar Galactica and Breaking Bads because there's plenty of bad games out there. Uh, Game, and, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is okay. I get to, to answer the question in a semi-serious way. I think, yes, I think story is incredibly important. And even though games are always going to be competitive and skill-based to an extent, like I think that humans love stories and i i believe in the same way that like television and stuff is moving in that very specific direction where all the most popular stuff is that kind of like big episodic saga thing like i think games are going that way and even telltale's kind of lost some steam recently but i think they they kind of showed where they think it should go and other people are imitating it i i think you know i i do think there's a big potential for games to go that way see i think one thing if you if you because he doesn't necessarily talk about narrative. He just says the epic production of things like Battlestar Galactica, the kind of a single episode that's just very high quality. And although I haven't played it myself, I'm told by multiple people, multiple sources, that the Hitman episodic series has been extremely good. And each episode has been, it's built on the one that's come before it in terms of being, you know, the the the, the opportunities and mechanics are, are increased but each one is a kind of standalone little little game in itself with a huge amount of replayability and that seems like maybe the closest thing we've got now to that style of like you know super expensive episodic tv show yeah i mean i i, I definitely think that more of that is going to come partly because what you said i've heard the same thing about hitman and i think Games like the Telltale series and stuff, I think they're they're not going anywhere, but I do think they're going to be forced to get better because you already hear people saying that about the Telltale games. Oh, I love them; they're great, but it is kind of the same thing every time. And it's like I think I, I definitely think that they're going to be pushed to innovate, and that innovation is going to make much better games like that. Um, we also got some questions a bit more recently, just in the last couple of days on Twitter when I put oh, the call really? out. And I was going to, I was going to go through them, but looking at them now, we've actually covered a lot of these things already. So, oh, well, screw them then. Don't give them the airtime. Well, let's you know they <laughs> they, they, they they tried. I guess we should. Um, okay, I'll answer fast. So, Atomica asks a whole bunch of questions. Atom, Atomica fifteen. I can never decide. Who knows? 
that guy. Well, we, everybody knows he, who he is. He now goes by Dave on, on Twitter, so let's just call him Dave. <laughs> Dave. Um, firstly, what happened? I think we basically already dealt with that. Second, when is Dear Esther PS4 Edition playthrough coming out? Never. Never. <laughs> Third, thoughts on everyone's gone to the rapture? We've basically covered that. Loved it. And, and also, any VR experiences to share? So I think oh, actually, we actually nailed his questions, <laughs> but I didn't even know this, them. This episode was basically for you, yeah. Dave. There you go, Dave. You, Enjoy Dave. it, Dave. It's for you. <laughs> Enjoy it, Dave. Uh, and also, write Ryan Wright on Twitter, writes, uh, <laughs> as he does, Doom is the best FPS of all time. Discuss. You pretty much covered that, yeah. Yeah, I nailed I it. Completely agree. Completely agree. Um, what else have we got here? Uh, Drewson. Because I because we like Drewson. He did, he did ask you know two what, questions. You know what, Drewson? I'm sick of hearing about Destiny. This better not be about Destiny. <laughs> um, let me see. Let me scan it. No, it's not about Destiny. Sweet. Hit him, hit, let, let him talk. Let the man speak. <laughs> <laughs> it's slightly off kilter. He asks, if you could get a kitten or a puppy, which one would you get and what would you name it? Uh, God, I mean, I've, I've got nothing here. I, let's just go with that. I've got, I call it God. And, uh, God. And I would, I would get some kind of like, probably some kind of hybrid like some kind of hybrid animal, like a, like maybe a bit like of each. cat dog. Yeah, exactly. Like some, it's okay. like some one of those kind of evil like statues that comes out of ancient Egypt kind of style thing, where it's like part one thing and part another thing. Mm. We'll go with that. I would get a Labrador, and I would call him Doom Guy. Doom Guy. <laughs> Actually, you know, I I I I would just call I'd call my pet Kevin because I call everything Kevin. Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he al- he also tacks on a question which I'm sure you'll enjoy answering, which is what your favourite pop tart flavour is. Well, here's the thing: I don't know how many people know it, but I, uh, some time back, I converted to vegetarianism, and uh, pop tarts—not all of them, some of them are—but my favourite flavour of pop tarts, which were the strawberry, uh, they're not safe for vegetarians, so I can't really enjoy them anymore. It makes me sad. I don't like to talk about it. Your favourite Pop-Tart flavour? The beef Pop-Tart. You're not allowed to have that one The anymore. saddest part is that I still have boxes of Pop-Tarts <laughs> from when I was still eating meat products. Just so like, exactly, they just sit on my shelf and I look at them and I just think, I want to eat you so bad. <laughs> Thanks for that, Drewson. Thanks for taking me there. Why don't we bring this train to a stop why don't, we, why don't we just derail this train why don't we just derail this train that's, that's what I should have said that's much better um, so yeah that was episode 5 and that was 2016 and a bit of 2000 and, uh, 2017 I would hope that we will be able to do better in 2017 when it comes to actually releasing things I don't know if we'll ever get back to having a, a super rigid schedule we'll have to see what happens but um, you know Assuming that this this episode doesn't get like corrupted and, and can't go up on the internet, then we'll probably try and do another one. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say, to, to just summarise, not summarise, but to just add my piece onto what you just said, I wouldn't say that the channel is dead, but I would say it's fatally wounded. <laughs> <laughs> it's living on borrowed time, exactly. let's be realistic. At some point, someone is going to have to make the call and we're going to have to pull the plug, but is it going to happen today? Well, until that happens... You can follow us on Twitter. Uh, the main account is at Wrongtown. That's where you're going to find updates about 
any new content we release and also that's where we ask for questions for the next podcast and I'm pretty sure there'll be a next podcast so feel free to drop any questions or anything at all anything you want to say if you just want to like shout at us or or say I'm an idiot for liking Doom or that The Last of Us is garbage and it's just basically climbing up ladders for four hours that's fine just whatever you want to say just say it um, you can follow Claw at WrongTownClaw that's still your Twitter handle right? Uh, yeah I mean if it changes I'll let nobody know but right now yeah. that's my Twitter handle <laughs> At Wrong Town Claw, and I'm at Super King Legend on Twitter, so you can follow. <laughs> Never get you can follow us. <laughs> uh, we are we are on YouTube too. I guess if you're watching that this podcast here, then you're probably aware of that. But it's YouTube.com/slash Wrong Town Central. If you're watching this podcast, then you're doing it wrong, and you're also on yeah, YouTube. Right. Yeah, you, I mean, you can watch it if you want. It'd probably just be a static image. Maybe we'll just put like one frame of animation in the middle. Yeah, yeah, that's they have to look for it. I'm going to put a frame. <laughs> somewhere in the podcast and if you find it I'll give you a Freya Roche or something the first, first person to correctly give us the time index will receive a prize <laughs> yeah and it'll be so hard on YouTube because you don't get frames it, it may not be a physical prize but it will be a prize nonetheless um, you can find us on iTunes if you just search for uh, Wrong Town or I guess Wrong Town Podcast we're on there you can subscribe to our feed and that means that on the very rare occasions where we do release a podcast it will come to your phone immediately and you can listen to it on the bus or the train or in the car or wherever you go with your phone in the gym imagine listening to this in the gym Jesus um, and if you have an Android phone we're on Pocket Casts and I think we're on a thing called Stitcher as well I'm sure that's another podcast app that I got us on ages ago and then forgot about so basically we're out there if you want us you can find us and if you don't then fair dues yeah um, so yeah <laughs> I guess we'll that's leave that's how you want to live your life yeah well, we don't judge people here to their faces yeah we have another podcast that only we listen to where we just talk about how much we hate people and how bitter we are about life it's absolutely savage <laughs> Uh, yes, thanks for sticking with us. I know it's been a while. We'll try and do better, as I said, um, in 2017, which we're looking forward to. When I listen, when I get my Nintendo Switch, if I, if you know, if I get proper internet next year, which I think I might be, I think they might be laying some cables in my street, get have. some proper internet. I'm going to stream the hell out of my Nintendo Switch for every second <laughs> of every day. So that might be something to look forward to if I get around to it. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for listening. Thank you for sticking with us, and uh, we'll hopefully see you very soon. Uh, Claude, any last words? Virtual reality, believe. Virtual reality, well said. Good night.